You're listening to James and Taylor's Wedding Podcast, Episode 7. The nomads, and some honorary nomads, had more to say to the bride and groom. Uh, well, my name is Stuart. I'm one of the nomads. Uh, my message to James and Taylor would just be to continue to love each other and um, rely on each other, give each other the benefit of the doubt, and um, just to celebrate each other's small victories and be there for each other when the other one gets knocked down. And uh, I can't wait to see you guys have a long, beautiful, happy marriage together. Beautiful. There we go. How'd you meet James? <laughs> I met James through Dylan when I was in probably sixth grade. And me, Dylan, James, and Kyle quickly kind of bonded over skateboarding and general teenage degeneracy. Um, so we spent a lot of years, you know, roaming around Tucson, which is why we're called the Nomads. I think my favorite thing about James is just what a, uh, what a genuine person he is. He never has his mask on with people. What you see is what you get, and he's always going to, um, he'll be up front with you. Has that ever gotten him in trouble? I don't know that it's gotten him in trouble. I mean, we probably got James in trouble more than James got himself in trouble. Uh, James normally has a pretty good head on his shoulders and is, you know, smart enough to avoid situations he shouldn't be in. But, I mean, like in college, for instance, and this is a good story because Taylor was involved in it, but we were, our freshman year, we were drinking in uh, Taylor's room. It was me, James, our friend Austin. I think John Ross might have been there and Taylor and Rachel and the RA came in and like busted us and Austin immediately just ran out of the room and like they had no idea who he was but we all got written up for it and we had to go in individually for interviews with the like disciplinary dean whatever but Austin had already gotten in trouble uh, once or twice that year and he was in the honors dorm so he was one strike away from getting kicked out of the dorm. And so what ended up happening was we coordinated all of our interviews separately so that when we went in and they asked us who this extra person was, we all shifted all the blame onto Ralph Buchanan, who is a fictional character that we've created over many, many years. And so Austin got protected and shielded by Ralph. So it was Ralph's fault. Austin didn't get in trouble, but I vividly remember skateboarding out of my interview with them. And the first thing I did was I called James to make sure that our stories were lining up correctly and um, it worked out. Another scheme. Yeah, exactly. He's always scheming. He is always scheming. He's always got a scheme or a, a new plan cooking for sure. Cheers. What's your name? Andrew McGill. Okay. <laughs> what's, your, what's your relation to James and Taylor? Um, so I had known James since I was in basically first grade. So I went to elementary school, James. Um, you know, we, we had this business idea uh, when we were in elementary school about starting a, starting a variety shop is what we called it. And basically it sounded like a pyramid scheme. And so we got in trouble with the principal, um, and that was that's how I know James. So were you guys we go swind- way back. Swindling other kids in your class? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. We were like, it was James was the mastermind. I was sort of the sidekick of it, but um, yeah, we were. That was the exact idea. <laughs> we had kids like working for us. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Enterprising. Auspicious, yeah. <laughs> very auspicious. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Do, do you have a message for James and Taylor that you want want them to hear? You know, I want them to hear that I love both of them and that I think we go way back and I lived with them in Chinatown in uh, San Francisco. And although we had a bug infestation and we had one roommate that was absolutely terrible, uh, I, st- I still love them and had an amazing time living with them and they're, they're great friends. What makes them different? It's a great question. Um, 
honestly, their willingness to just go with the flow, do things, try new things. Um, they always take a unique perspective. I think with this podcast, it's a great example. Like they, they want to do unique things. And I think that's what makes them so interesting as, as people and as a couple. So it's been really, really fun, really fun being their friends. If you can imagine them, uh, like, I don't know, when they're 60 years old, um, what, what do you hope that looks like for them? I hope we're right back here in McKenzie bridge and we're on a river and we're rafting and I hope we're just as cold as we were today and they're enjoying their, I guess it'd be what they're like 33rd wedding or 32nd wedding anniversary together. We'll all get here. We'll all be here for the 60th and we'll do it again. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're Kyle? Yeah. Hi Kyle. Hey. What are you wearing around your neck? I've got to lay around my neck, a Hawaiian shirt on my body. <laughs> he's, he's looking hot. <laughs> so how do you know James? How do I know James? I honestly don't even remember James. How do you I, know me, Kyle? We've been buddies since fifth grade, and I don't remember how we met then. Kyle, I, I could tell a story. So Kyle and I met in fifth grade for the Napoleon Dynamite Dance talent show. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Kyle's mother um, is a saint and like a superstar, and she got us all together. And we practiced our Napoleon Dynamite dance. Was I don't know if Dylan was. Dylan, were you in it? Was that like the moment? That was the moment. We were never friends before that. Do you have a message for James and Taylor? We can go. We can yeah, go. Yeah. So he doesn't hear. So yeah. he doesn't get that. I'm gonna go get a drink. Yeah. I think my message for James and Taylor is just to keep doing what they've been doing. They clearly have so much energy and excitement for each other and love for each other, and are just able to live so naturally with one another, and to keep doing that. <laughs> Very good. All right, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you have a lay around your neck too. I do. Everyone's getting laid tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Except you. What's your name? Uh, I'm John Ross. I am, yeah, one of the honorary nomads. I met the group of them middle schoolers a little later in high school. So James being a part of that, yeah, football and sports growing up and through college, went to U of A with him and yeah watched James and Taylor's relationship from like them meeting in the same dorm that we were all in to what it is now and now we're at their wedding what a trip yeah. <laughs> makes me feel old but <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a message for them that you want them to hear watching them I guess grow together has been pretty special it's not something that you always get to do with people that you go to weddings for whether they be people you don't know that well or what have you but being able to watch them really create a special bond throughout different stages of their life is pretty special and I can't wait to see what they do next they're perfect for each other they make both of each other stronger and happy to be here happy to be part of it thank you so much. thank you Dylan, last but not least yeah I'm Dylan do you have a James story you can tell me <laughs> oh I have so many James stories I can tell you so James he uh, he's always been extremely tech savvy and he works in tech right now. But I remember when we were in middle school, he was the kid that would look up how to, you know, hack people's like routers and stuff, which is a very odd thing for a seventh grader to do. Like we're doing, we're skateboarding and playing sports and he's Googling how to 
hack your neighbor's router. He played a prank on a, a Comcast guy that came to my parents' house. He went into my parents' internet and he, uh, he changed the title of their Wi-Fi network, put a whole bunch of encryptions and passcodes in it so no one else could get in it. And the Comcast guy came and he was like, yeah, like, like a really, really experienced hacker has somehow gotten into your guy's network. And uh, it was hilarious because the whole time I knew it was James and he was literally a seventh grade kid and it just made us die laughing. But uh, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's one story. Um, mm -hmm. I'll tell another one. Me and a few of my friends, and we've had a few people come in and out of, the, of our group called the Nomads. And we didn't decide to call ourselves that. It was my dad because we were always all over Tucson. We were kind of skate punks and we'd be like, hey, you know, we want you to drive us here to skate this score. We want to go do this. And we were all over town. And my dad would just, my dad came up with the name Nomads because he would say, uh, you know, you guys are just, you know, the nomads of Tucson. You're always all over the place. Uh, we didn't like sitting still. We were always just doing funny stuff and getting into trouble. So he bestowed that on us and we kind of just, it kind of just stuck, so a lot of people don't even have friends from high school still, and it's cool to say that, you know, we have a group of friends from elementary school and middle school that have stayed this tight-knit and are in rural Oregon at a wedding in the middle of a nice meadow drinking beers together. It's kind of cool. Could be worse. It could be worse, you know? It, it could be worse. <laughs> did, you, did I ask you for a message for James and Kelly? Oh, uh... What would you like them to hear? Um, Godspeed. I'm so happy for you guys. Keep being quirky. Uh, never change. I love you guys, and um, I hope you guys have a, a very happy marriage together. And uh, I'm glad that you guys have included me in your special day. And uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you.